Merry Christmas from everyone here at WSBK TV 38 Boston. Here, listen league podcast episode 439 part two of our league versus analog versus digital podcast where we talk about being the generation that went from analog to digital and a lot of the fun stuff that went with that so thanks for listening and enjoy uh, one thing i That's remember from the back in 80 I, I remember from that library i used to get audiobooks which you could still get the same audiobooks now. It still is the same recordings of some of the stuff that would be Clive Barker albums. And they would come in these gigantic cases because it would be a 12 hour long book, would be like one, six or 12 tapes. Yeah, we used to rent out audiobooks at the video store we worked at. And I got in trouble for letting someone rent it yeah. for half or something. I did too. I did too. So you guys had those at the video store. What do you remember of the audio books at the video store? That they they never really rented very often. Yeah, not too many people Mm. ever rented them. There were two customers that that were regulars. But I I think we had a a tape player to rewind the tapes when they would come back. Yeah, because I played my band demo for our manager in that little tape player. It's funny. We had to have a tape player on hand to... But not too many people. We had a display, you know, they were, yeah. well, and I do remember that manager, she loved Stephen King. So yeah. she had Stephen Both. King audiobooks, which is fine, but it was really funny. There was a sort Dean of Koontz. Dean Koontz and yeah. Prance. Yeah. Judith Prance and Dean Koontz. I'm, I'm down the street getting that chair for free at the library and reading all their magazines. Definitely Rolling Stone. I read a lot of Rolling Stone. I would go there when I knew there would be a new issue out or whatever. All right. I mean, well, yes. that's, that's very cool. But what that's about the high school? Talking about, um, Except for that I didn't have friends. Spin Magazine with Mrs. the other day. Because I was trying, I was talking about the Lilith Fair tour and then Tori Amos. Uh-huh. You know, she'd be the one that'd be on the cover of Spin Magazine. Did she have any idea what you were talking about? No. I was like, you know what? Uh, she was a, she was like Clay. She was a nerd. So she wasn't, oh. you know, she wasn't. I remember t- talking about seeing the Spin Doctors, and she didn't know who they were at the time. Now she's oh, more. Oh, boy, cool I was a I huge am. fan of the Spin Doctors. Don't tell anyone. I just told hey, everyone. Saw Damn it. We saw yeah. them at, at the artist yeah. formerly known as Great Woods. Yeah. Wrong. T- we still call it Great Woods. It's been, it hasn't been Great Woods for like 20 years. Tweeter Tweeters. I have to shout him out because I paid my health insurance. I think you're talking about the Xfinity Center. Xfinity, where you get all your major media needs. I don't know. Tweeter. Four times like um, these. That's right. Where I bought my first DVD, which was. Tomorrow Never Dies, as you'll hear in our podcast whenever that one gets posted. Bad yeah. May have already yeah. happened. It may have already happened. That's true. It probably will happen. So, yeah, it's... Well, I, I also would, as a host, I would like to sort of talk about uh, video store chains real quick. Oh, sure. We, um, we worked in since that those were such a huge part of the culture for 15 years or so, now it's so you get it on Netflix, Amazon, digital, whatever. Redbox, but back right. in the, you know, but you know, back in the yeah. day, it was an event. That as two people oh, yeah. that worked in video stores, we saw Friday and Saturday. The people, oh, everybody's, you know, they would jam up. You know, the well store. into my yeah. late, you know, late college years, you know, or the early two thousands, like still going to the Blockbuster in Jamaica Plain where I lived up there, like yeah. still renting movies, grab three a night and stuff like that. There's a there's a documentary somewhere about the last blockbuster. I think it was in Alaska or something. But it probably close. But we, you know, yeah, it was. And not only weekends, what? but New Movie Day, Tuesday. Yeah. Right? yeah. Was the what was day. that guy's name? What was that guy's name that bought Mike, all those movies? Mike Donatus. Yeah. yeah. He owned a, some kind of laundry company or dry cleaning company or something. He had this huge wad of cash every yeah. week. And he would buy was, the new the movies. That was new. that was before the sell through price. Yeah, he'd pay 80, 90 bucks for for new movies. For a copy of Jade, starring uh, 
that guy from NYC. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, every Tuesday, I mean, I hated working Tuesdays, actually. I'm going to, because it was everybody looking for that new movie. I remember the night Titanic came out on video and I had to work by myself for whatever reason. There was nobody else working. Usually every shift was two people, right? And for some reason, that Tuesday, I was alone. And I was like, Titanic Man, I got to work alone. The same week as Tomorrow Never Dies. Which That's true. Do. Which will be, you'll be here our take on Tomorrow Never Dies sometime soon. Maybe last week. Who knows? Who knows? But anyways, it was really weird. But I remember the guy, because like it was two tapes, right? It was like the yeah, double tape. A long movie. And we got letterboxed and... That was always funny to get yeah. letterboxed and pan and scan. Because and people scan. be like, there's bars at the top. Now everybody's like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't <laughs> even think they, they don't even make... Well, now TVs are formatted for, for that right, sort of thing. Right. Or... Yeah, you know, the... but nobody wanted Letterboxd. Yeah, they were mad. Yeah. And this guy, I remember this guy. I, I you tell people you had to. I was like, you know, this is the Letterbox version, right? And the guy said to me, "I don't want no black balls, man." <laughs> All right, well, get the other one. I rocked a, TV, a regular CRT TV until I don't know, like a, well into week podcast days, and yes, only same. until we really moved into. When Stacey and I moved in together, it was the first time I had like a flat TV. I had to, I had to force Mrs. Elder into it because <laughs> we had this entertainment center that perfectly fit the TV we had. Same you know? here. And they were both inherited was, from my dad. Yeah, the, this was inherited from my grandmother, and it was, it was. I still sort of miss it that entertainment center because we would always put stuff on the top, and if I was walking through the room, I need to put something down. I could put something down there. Now I yeah. don't have that there anymore but i do enjoy my much larger flat screen tv much better. than i did but uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna say that was 2015 when we finally like, <laughs> like i had to like, do it while she was at work you know i had to switch tvs around you just it was 2015 like... it was 2015 for me too i mean well yeah as john said in the early part of the episode the black and white, my first tv was black and white uh, and i, I oh, cried yeah. When my dad brought it home, I was like, I want a regular one. I was upset. But also, I remember I got a TV in my room, which was like a big deal because my brother never had a TV in his room and he didn't care. I think he just, he he just liked reading. But I remember, he was a nerd. He was like, you guys at the library all the time. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something about your brother uh, because I didn't realize everything. There was like a lot, a lot of stuff that he introduced me to that I ended up liking that I didn't realize was super dorky until later when you'd hear people go, I got beat up for loving Star Trek and this. And I was like, <laughs> I guess I never knew any of that stuff was dorky because I was hanging around with a bunch of other dorks. Yeah, That's true. And Mark was an older kid, so he probably seemed not dorky because, you know, older yeah. people were always cooler, like just yeah. by by definition. But yeah, I don't know. But he, he introduced me to all these stuff too but also it's funny because now he's telling me about wandavision he loves wandavision and he's i kind of remember those comics where they but he didn't they were like my, i was the one who mostly bought the comics but he always read them but he's kind of reliving them in a way he's like, i kind of don't remember agatha harkness spoiler warning I, yeah i <laughs> i only sort of vaguely recalled her and then i recalled that guy that had the babies attached to his hands on that cover of west coast avengers oh, yeah that was Dr. Pandemonium or something, or Mr. Pandemonium. I That's think. a terrible name. But that was John Byrne, right? John yeah, that was John Byrne. Yeah, that's good stuff. But yeah, it's funny that he's sort of reliving it now. And, and I watched, I, I know I told you guys about my nephew who has a YouTube channel on, on gaming and games. Plug. plug for Chip Tide on YouTube. But he was talking about his original introduction to games was my old Nintendo. Whoa! I so, gave oh, to wow. Mark nice. in the early 2000s because my nephews were born in 2001, so they sure probably... you Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so in 2008 or nine, probably. I think. Oh yeah, it works. Have this old Nintendo, and yeah, so he just did a YouTube video on it, which is really weird for a 20 nice. year old kid to be like, "Hey." Original NES. Huh. Like yeah, they could love that stuff. I was yeah. watching a, a video about ColecoVision the other day. Oh. 
I'm going to say that was probably my favorite video game platform. Because good memories. It had, because first of all, the video games looked like the arcade games. Second I of all, I like that too. It had, it had that, that extension that, that the, where you could plug in an Atari adapter. Yeah. And play yeah. Yeah. Play six, well, I don't think legally they were allowed to do it, and it was a big lawsuit, but, you know, I got a hold of it before anything happened, and so... Yeah, me too. Oh, man, that was such a good system. You could play, you know... Well, what got me started was I was watching Toy Galaxy, and they did an episode about uh, Pole Position, the show, not the uh, game. Position. Which I could do a whole episode about that show, too. I love that show. But I was telling Mrs. Elder about it, and I was like, I had it for ColecoVision, and and they had the steering wheel, and I had a pedal, and it was fucking amazing. That was amazing. Oh, my God. Paul position. And Zaxxon, I was trying to describe that to her, and <laughs> G.I. Joe reference we always made. Robot Defenders. This would be one, one of my better days. See? Look at Here I we go. Here we are. That joke is... Almost 40 years old. And I think we even used it in an issue of The Secret Monkey as well. <laughs> you know what's funny? So when I got a Wii, and this is now. Even oh, this you is got it. Well, we'll, take, we'll wait for you. A Nintendo Wii. Oh, yes. You could download games. Oh, right? I know. We did it. And I got Zaxxon, and it yeah. is the hardest game ever. I couldn't get more yeah. than – I could play more than, like, five seconds, literally. I was like, what the fuck? I think I <laughs> How did I ever play this? Fun. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing on the Wii was that I know we're talking about old stuff, but like this is like recent old stuff that was like, wow, I could watch Netflix on my Wii. This is fucking oh, yeah. awesome. I remember, like, I had to put, on my little CRT TV. <laughs> I've still had the disc plan for a, quite a long, a long time. Yeah. Oh my God. What? So wait, wait. I'm trying to remember now. The Netflix. You had to like get like a Netflix disc. Right, yeah, to okay. Now I'm remembering that. Yeah, it's not even that long ago. I mean, it's like 15 years ago, I guess. But it is, like, yeah, it's kind of a while ago now. It's not, but... that, it's not that recent, but I, I mean, I was still, still, I'm still using the Wii to watch Netflix and YouTube on our TV when we moved here. We've been oh. here for 10 years now, but <laughs> the Wii is like among gaming people, the Wii is kind of like the yeah, everyone's like. Ugh. The redheaded stepchild. Of I feel like everybody had a lot. Five years. It was very well adopted. You know what I mean? It was a lot of people were like, oh, okay. I haven't played games in a while, and I'm not I'm kind of a casual gamer. I feel like a lot of casual gamers bought the Wii. Yeah. yeah. I think that was, was... Well, I was doing volunteering for Big Brothers at the time, so it gave me something to do. Yeah. I mean it was it was cool. It was I mean, yeah, I was one of those people, Clay. I was one of those people who hadn't played games in a while. I was like, all right. I, mean, I think my sister bought it for me and was like, You'll like it. You you haven't played video games, Mary's play video games? I was like, Yeah, cool. And I played some video games on there, but mostly used to watch T V. Well the best thing about it was being able to download old games, I yeah. think. I That's remember I downloaded Earthworm Jim. Oh, that I, was that classic. Was the only way you could get, yeah, like you couldn't get anywhere else. So, yeah. That'll be in our 90s episode where we talk about Durson playing my Sega all the time. Sega! That was, Sega. That, was back, that was back in the original Clay days, too. Because right. you were playing Earthworm Jim, and then every time you'd say Slidey McPhee as you went down, like uh-huh. a little whatever. <laughs> so, Pre-post or post-pre. Yeah. That's right. Post-pre. Exactly. But I used to tell stories, comic book stories, as I was playing the game. Yeah, to entertain me yeah. and my sisters. And yeah. here's the story of Secret War. Here's the story of Carnage. Here's the, yeah. you know, whatever you know, else. Captain like... America turned into a wolf. Or in a woman. An official handbook or something? <laughs> like, you were just reading? She just rattling off. I just knew it. it just but then after a while, when, when he knew that we were sort of expecting it, you started doing your research. <laughs> Right, you go back and read the old issues. That's right. I'd, I'd go, or I, yeah, I'd check out like a trade. Just the story of Cap Wolf, and uh, yeah, Cap Wolf was not good. Was you'd not open up good. your that comic was a I stopped buying Captain America, but yeah, I. But it was just something to do because they would watch me. No one wants to watch someone play a game for like any two hours. That was the the thing with me and my sister. We'd always be like painful whenever someone would play it. They just couldn't do the part right. We just go. go <laughs> 
spend a lot of time watching people play video games on your couch, man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Now that could be a fucking Twitch channel and you could be making money off of it. Yeah, seriously. We just did it for fun. When I would get back to my like idea, theater. though. Oh my god! Turn this podcast into a Twitch channel while we play video games horribly. And I talk about Marvel, you know, storylines from the 90s. (laughs) Give me something to do because I can't even play any video games. I just, I don't have any interest in them. And like, I get really distracted and I play it for like two seconds. And I'm like, okay, what's going on over there? I I think my brain is too broken from my life. For me now. I can't really play video games. The last game. The last game I played, which was 2012, and they did the movie with the guy from Magneto, the guy that played Magneto. Oh, uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's the last game I played. Everyone is always surprised that I'm not a gamer. They're like, but you're such a nerd. I'm like, I get that constantly. I always get that. You like Captain America, right? Just go down and look at all these Captain America toys. But I mean, video games were a big part of our, if we're talking about analog and all that yeah. stuff, like we played a oh, lot yeah. of games. I mean, Atari 2600, ColecoVision, ColecoVision with Atari 2600 yeah. games. I had Odyssey Nintendo. 2. I was an Odyssey 2 family. I don't know if you guys oh, know what so that, that is. was the very first game system I played on. Yeah. And that was, it had kind of like sort of knockoff games of Atari, but it was a pretty good game. I was I was like in first grade and I didn't know it was called Odyssey so I kept calling it Aussie because I didn't know it <laughs> you know I just wanted to play the baseball game on there yeah the baseball game was Sebastian fun. at the end of the street and, and oh. I think I mentioned before I had this uncle that he was let's just say into some illegal stuff in the in the eighties <laughs> and he would he had an electronics store in new york city and we would always get sort of the prototypes or the newest things and they maybe literally fell off a truck i don't know but we that's how we got our big stereo with the big speakers and the turntable but we we'd always get odyssey and then all we got the vic 20 the the commodore 64 the 128 as soon as they came out the day it came out when people line up for the iphone or some yeah. new android phone or something we got it that day it, it was wow. always pretty cool. Man, your uncle. He got the hookup. Yeah, he we did. had we had a kid in the neighborhood whose yeah. father was doing illegals, but he had the because he was into whatever he was into, he was able to afford all these like weird things. So this kid had stand up arcade games in his house and stuff and Yeah. Um, I we didn't quite or at least I didn't get it. I was really young and I was like, this kid on all this cool shit. Why can't we get that? Can we, you can just buy a video game. You know what I mean? What are you I remember thinking about that at my Carnes' house. They always had video games coming in and out and ping pong tables. I mean, pinball tables. And yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, yeah I just awesome, remember like... Awesome those... DW drum set. Yeah. Like, now, here's the story that someone told me that he bought <laughs> everybody in the band the jet skis. That seemed like that was like rather excessive. And I, I heard that didn't... story. I do remember that story. Is that true, Clay? Do you, or do you know anything about this? What are you talking about? I guess not. Right, <laughs> so talk about off the air then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if it, you talked uh, about the band that I was in with him. I never had. Well, so yeah. I can't, like, the timetable, I'm like, is that when you were in the band with him still or not? But why like, would he find I actually it? don't live far from where he lives. Lived. I figured as much. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think he ever bought anyone. I'll jet ski at all. So, man, seems squash that. Yeah, it seems ridiculous. Yeah, print the legend, print the legend. That's right. But I mean, so I was, yeah, moving on. I've I've always told the story. I didn't want to buy CDs, not that CDs are even digital, you know, but as I like, I have all my tapes. What am I going to do? Go buy all my tapes again on CD? And then, you know, yeah, moving along and then. As I said on the Sprout Ever Dies podcast, which, listen, I, I was first right in line to get DVDs, though. I was like, okay, I've, I'm, I'm ready. I'm good for this. And then, yeah, you know, now we don't even do that anymore. Like, you know, it's like... For CDs, this was funny because I didn't get my CD player from my uncle, unusually. But I got a CD player. My mom got me a really shitty Magnavox. Like, got it at Zares. Oh, she got it at like some really, some really shitty 
fucking CD player, but I didn't have a CD player, so it was awesome. And I think I might have told the story before, but it's worth repeating because it's hilarious. My mom, in order for me to have stuff to play on it, picked the Columbia House Records thing, like picked yeah. like twenty CDs oh. or ten CDs or something. And one the like first one, the first funny thing was that. And she thought she was getting Billy Joel, but she got Billy Joe Royal, so some other like kind of do up <laughs> like fifties guy, like by accident. She checked off the wrong box or something. But then she like signed me up to have to pay for the Columbia. Oh. oh. <laughs> but I was I had a CD and I had Lou Reed's New York, which is which I I love that record, but it's not really that great but it we kind of have this like, i love it but it's not great no it had this this was, was cool it was like the first like interactive cd so it kind of had these menus you could put it in your computer click on the lyrics and stuff so i thought that was pretty awesome primus tales from the punch bowl yeah it was yeah cd-rom where it was like interactive and you could look at like <laughs> like like microsoft paint images that let's totally it's like kind of like a digitized lou reed and there's a couple of good songs on that record but some of it's like just crap yeah i remember one of my early when i first got a cd player arturo perez who was also a made oh, yeah. there's the fire starter you spotted Derson. there's in the area you spotted yeah. so he's you know because if you signed people up you got a discount or whatever to so sign up for for Columbia House or whatever. So I got two CDs. Pre Amway days. Yeah. I know. It's a pyramid scheme in 92, you know, whatever. And I, so I got Roll the Bones and on, ironically enough, Duran Duran Decade. Wow, yeah. Look at that. Huh? Duran Duran with you. Duran Duran was quite uh, yeah prevalent in my life. I can't wait but, to uh, do you to a kill. And then I got some crappy CD that I had to pay for. And my mother was like, no, you're not paying for this. Send it back. You're out of this. We're not doing this. And I was like, oh, ah. okay. And like, yeah, because like the first out of it. few of them are free. And then you have to, you had to right. buy one in years. It was some weird thing. Yeah, there was some bullshit thing. And my mom just somehow just, I don't know if she called some number or whatever. And we're just like, no, not doing it. <laughs> so I literally got two CDs from them. I, I had to do the thing I had to spend my like paper route money on these CDs that my mom signed me up for I mean I guess it's you know I don't know why she didn't just pay for it because it's like a gift right but that's the thing that I always thought was the weirdest thing but it wasn't like it was that much money and she didn't have the right intention in mind you know like he's gonna have some music to listen to because you know everybody had records like you probably had like a huge stack of records but having three or four five CDs when you're first building your cd collection was like a big deal my my parents bought a cd player but it was just in the living room and that was when they were expensive you know so if i ever wanted if i had my own cd which my first cd was then and now the best of the monkeys because it had all those extra tracks on there that's right now like the record had a a certain amount of something that used to bug me like monkeys albums would always do that they'd be like if you get the tape or the record you get this many if you buy the cd you get five more songs and i'm like i I want the five more songs but anyway the live 1967 yeah had the the solo performances and the missing links too had you just may be the one and i don't remember what else on there but you know it was it's not fair but so if I wanted to listen to a CD, I had to hang out in the living room and listen and specifically listen to it until, you know, I f- eventually CD player prices came down. Jobless yeah. Mike is still, that's his, we were at the gym one day and he, I was, I won't be like, I'll be a half hour behind you. This is pre pandemic. And so when I got there, he's fucking around with a CD player trying to get it to work. He's like, the battery's died. And I'm like, man, your wife bought you an, an iPod, like, a couple of years ago and loaded it up with music but since his knowledge of technology stopped somewhere around the like the fax machine uh so he just I rocked, he can't grasp it i rocked a disc man until i was in band i was in wild zero at the time and my friends just thought it was so sad that i would show up to practice listening to my disc man they're like dude Everybody's got iPods by now. <laughs> Whatever. I, like, I, I, like two thousand and eight. I was pretty late to the iPod party too, and then I had one, and I, I used it for a while, and it started to kind of break. 
I still I they got there, me I... for my birthday. We went out to Kowloon and they all pitched in. It probably wasn't that much money, but they all pitched in all my friends and they bought me an iPod shuffle. They're like, would you get rid of the fucking disc thing? <laughs> so sad. I still have, to watch you with I that. still have, I got like five pods because I bought like one that had a little bit of space on it. Then I got this monstrous one that has a shit ton of space on it. And then when my dad passed, my mom's like, you want his too? And I, so I've got oh. a bunch of iPods. I have... That shuffle is a monster. And I still have it <laughs> because the computer I stored all my old stuff on i don't have that computer anymore so this is the only place i have this music stored on is on this little ipod yeah but what do you need music stored in? unless it's your music that you created yeah, you a don't... lot of it is music I well, created. Right. <laughs> that's okay then i then i accept that's you how can, i like, like get when i wasn't sure apps. if you were going to be able to get those songs from that cd i was going through the ipod and taking what i had oh, on yeah. there you definitely you know copy that off of there but I remember that's actually how I got into podcasts is because I could make a little smart playlist on my on my iTunes. It was like a lot of work, but you could like make a, a thing and then you have to make like a playlist of the podcast you're listening to and then load those onto your iPod shuffle. And then you could go out and like listen to, you know, I was listening to a lot of like This American Life and like some tech podcasts, like when podcasts first started happening. Yeah, man. That's why I used to make so many audio comics was to give myself something to entertain me while I was at the gym that I could watch on my iPod <laughs> or listen to on my listen iPod. To, right? You yeah. could watch it. Well, you know, I mean, it was, it was a, I guess people probably forget. I mean, that was a big, I mean, no, there was different kinds of things, but the iPod was the one that really, you know, everybody had, you know. But yeah, that was the diff. That was like a difference maker, you know, as far as how we listen to music, and it never went back. That was it. I would like put. I'd have a bunch of burned CDs and like bring five CDs out with me to like rock out <laughs> to ride my bike to work or whatever, you know. I can't even believe that was the life I was living at the time. But I always found I portable said. CD players to be just they were just too sensitive. Even just taking the train into school, I was like, like. It was always skipping, and I took terrible care of my CDs. They were always scratched because I'd never put them back. I just oh, yeah, them. scratched the shit. But yeah. you did have to, one thing. Hey, I got to take a break. I'll be right back. Cat. But yeah, so, tons of stuff my uncle got me. All those computer things. I mean, he legitimately was running uh, an electronics store, but he also was dealing cocaine. Oh, well, there we go. <laughs> so maybe that's how we got the money to run the old uh, electronic store. Mm. But we we had the freshest stuff, man. Even if my dad still uses, like, the stereo. It's, it's awesome. It's pioneer stereo. My, that's my the, the stuff my was uncle, built to last. Who, my uncle, who wasn't dealing cocaine, but was one of those people that would have shown up for the new iPhone, he always used to get all that that new tech back in the 80s and 90s to be the first guy to get it. So we the first people, because he sold his old VCR to my grandfather, we were the ah. first, one of the first people in my neighborhood to have a VCR. Ah, like, yeah. Back in like 82 or something, you know? Yeah, we had an early VCR too. and Like we, top loader. It was a top loader and we got, it came with one tape to record whatever off tv like a test tape i guess almost it was a vhs tape it was only 30 minutes long yeah yeah we had that came with the later vcr we bought yeah 30 minutes and then long quarter it was pretty funny and then the thing we taped was the whiz <laughs> that's the first the thing we ever taped like the movie the whiz the movie the... the whiz when it was on tv no, they were, it was you taking a whiz yeah, yeah, well, it's, it's, I also had to reach, I had to empty and then fill up again. I got another beer here. Yeah. <laughs> the thing empty, that you were really? talking about the hunt a little bit earlier, and as I, I was thinking about going to these conventions, as comic book conventions, and and what before they became, you know, fancy, and before they became just about movies and stuff, and that bootleg guy, we've talked about him on the podcast. Yeah, well, I used to go to before. his Godzilla store in in Cambridge, North Dakota. Yeah, like, but like the guy but he was get, like arrested only. Yeah, and one time I just stole a, a bootleg CD for a uh, CD, a uh, bootleg VHS tape from him. Like, uh, are you talking about the Batman? 
I don't know who he was. I don't know who he was. I just knew him as the guy who was there at every convention. But it wasn't that I, 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 I mean, I tried to get his attention and he wouldn't come over to us. So I just said, here, just take it. And I, it was, I don't remember if it was the Mystery Science Theater bootleg thing, which I did watch I the hell out of. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, Or a Godzilla uh, thing that I think you said you wanted. And I think I was like, take it. And you're like, no, no, no. And I was like, ah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, that, that was. I also believe that was the was at the convention where Jamal Eigel and Ed McGinnis drew secret monkey images for us. Ah, maybe that was nice. a good. That's right. That was a fun one. Yeah. I didn't know Ed McGinnis was a local guy, oh, Dakota, yeah. local North Dakota. Oh. When I did, uh, did the interview with the guy that ran Boston Comic Con at the time, Ed McGinnis was the feature guest. I think at Boston Comic Con that year, he drew the Hulk on the cover for the big Boston that week. It was a cool thing to go to these conventions and be able to find something. Wow. I've never like, that's where I first met Gary Wolf. Many, I can't even remember the year now. It was probably like 99 or something. Around. I don't know, but it was a convention out at the expo center way out there. And there was this old guy just kind of at a table in the corner there was nobody near him and i was like what's up with this guy and i walked over and i see all this roger rabbit stuff and i'm like oh my god you wrote roger rabbit you're the creator of roger rabbit and he was this really cool guy now we've interviewed him a couple of times and uh you know see look at but and that's one of the benefits to modern years technology young. now that's is true. that we've been able to talk to people that you'd never would have been able to talk to back in the day that's true you would have had I mean, to call them up on the phone or something or yeah. whatever but I mean, even you now have access to people. Like, yeah. Like, how would we have gotten a hold of Flint Dilly back in? But, like, fan letters. It would be letters. Yeah. You'd have to write a letter. Like, That's you know, right. my infamous, you know, G.I. Joe 110 letter and stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be able to do the job that I do if we were still back in the way, you know, if even if it was just dial up days, I wouldn't be able to do it, you know. Right. When I you when, have to go when, into when the I started pen. working because like... I've been doing this type of work now since 2003. When I started, they used to FedEx me discs with all the materials on them. Wow. I mean, it is zip discs. People decry sometimes. <laughs> Jazz drives. There is a certain. Some people are mad about the loss of privacy or the loss. Yeah, of I certain... do. I do kind of sort of hate the fact that now I'm expected to be on call 24 hours a day. Oh, there yeah, is that, that's, especially that's now fun. during pandemic times. I feel like I'm, yeah, like I, it's weird, but uh, yeah, like there is also advantages, though, as as we say, yeah, as we were saying earlier. Do you guys? Um, you're talking about like phones. Do you guys remember? Did you ever have like? You said you had a TV in your room, which was which was awesome. I actually had a TV was, in my room, but it was only for the computer, and I was in trouble if I used it for anything else. And it was black and white, so it was like a big. Vic 20 plugged into it and I could use it during the day on the computer but I wasn't allowed to watch TV because it was bedtime and then one night I got busted like, Mom, I'm 18 for God's sake <laughs> one time I got busted from watching Heroes and Wait, what, I used it to Hogan Heroes or because it was after your bedtime I mean that's it was, at, it was after it was, it was after my bedtime and the TV was only supposed to use as a monitor for the computer it wasn't a TV I see, I see. well that's and, pretty crazy though, to have a monitor like that. Oh, okay. And That's my, I mean, my parents were pretty strict. But there was another thing that they used to simulcast Channel Six or Channel Seven, so I would like be yeah. sent to bed, but I would like listen to Murphy Brown on, on <laughs> Channel Six or Channel Seven with my headphones on in the big stereo because I like listen to the radio and listen to sitcoms. So I love that a weird childhood, but. My sister, I remember it was a huge fucking deal when she got uh, her own phone in her room that was, wasn't a separate line, but it was her own. And kind of the same thing as Hogan's Heroes, now that I think about it, she got busted because when she was in her room, she wasn't allowed to, you know, after kind of a certain amount of time at night, you weren't allowed to talk on the phone. So she was talking to her boyfriend at 10 at night. And then my dad went in there and was like, you're not supposed to be on the phone, like blah, 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 blah. And he took the phone out of my sister's hand and he ripped it out of the wall. Like fucking shit like (laughs) would fly it everywhere. He was just, he, my sister was so in trouble. But then 
then the next day, like, my dad was totally in trouble, too, because, dude, that was, like, a pretty violent... <laughs> you, could just, you probably could just hung up the phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was, like, this weird thing that happened. That was a cool thing, though, to hang up the phone. Nobody does it, of course. Nobody even talks on the phone, probably. I don't know, but, like, slamming the phone. Oh, you hung yeah. up on me. That was, like, a big deal, right? You know, if you hung up the phone on someone. You could dramatically, in, if yeah. you guys had a phone in your kitchen, I remember... We did too. Like you could slam it yeah. down and be like, "Yeah, fuck bang that bang. guy," <laughs> you know. And it would be like, yeah, we had phones. Yeah. I like don't know. That. Yeah, it was a, it was a big deal when your sibling was on the phone. Yeah, you know. I mean, and there was, was always not- the sharing. Then there was like, DSL started, and you couldn't use the phone when someone was on the computer and stuff, and all sorts of stuff we had to deal with back then. My and- old man used to like pick up the phone, not checking to see if someone was on it and mrs elder still makes reference to that like, <laughs> that he started dialing the phone once where we oh talked. he would just start yeah, he just picked it up <laughs> uh, and i kept yeah. yelling i'm on the phone i'm on the phone i'm on the phone and he wasn't I, hearing it i can testify to that because i think i remember that happening in the pre-post days yeah, because pre-post in the pre-post days because what did you do when you're in high school and you're talking to your boyfriend or girlfriend? You talk on the phone. Yeah. yeah. Here at our house, though, with our phone set up because my father ran his own business, he had a separate line for his business. So if the phone was being used by one of us, he could always go use the other phone instead. You had that cool porch area. That yeah. Sort of- yeah, that was great for talking on the phone. Yeah, it's like the work from home. Because it had that sliding door. Yeah, and that would be the the radio, the room raider thing now. Room That's raider. like where you like work with your 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 laptop and do. A oh yeah, you call. could have your little Zoom call in there. Nobody would be bothering. But it was a great yeah to go in there and even when you, other people were hanging out at your house, you could go in there and talk to your harem of women. Yes. And we'd be in the living room playing video games and you yeah. would be, you know, chatting up. But I mean, it's my, funny because it wasn't hairy women. Oh, sorry. You know, hairy, harem. <laughs> hairy. Maybe they were hairy. I don't, I don't know. You'll have to. But it's funny that parents would get so mad about that stuff because it's not, it was literally any, at least in my house, it was literally nothing going on. It's not, you were. Nothing else going on. Yeah. You weren't like, it wasn't like phone sex or anything. You know what I mean? It was literally, you were just talking about. My parents, and this is going back younger from when my sister, even the, the phone thing happened, or that maybe it was around the same time that I got in trouble watching Hogan's Heroes. But <laughs> one time I, we weren't allowed to take phone calls either. After a certain time, seven o'clock at night was the cutoff. And that's like really early, right? It's quite early. And it was 10 o'clock at my house. Yeah. So this was like seven o'clock. And my friend called. I must have been maybe in third or fourth grade or something. No, my friend called and super awkwardly and embarrassingly, my mom was, you tell him that he's not allowed to call here at all after seven o'clock. And I had to call my friend back and be, I'm getting in trouble (laughs) because you're calling me. And it's, I'm told to tell you that. It's inappropriate to call here after seven. It was the most awful phone conversation. That's starting to see why you wanted to leave the town so so soon. I got out. I got out of there. I mean, my I love my parents. They were really they were great to me growing up. They didn't beat me or anything, but they were like pretty pretty strict, like almost Amish strict about some stuff. Very liberal. I could watch. They didn't even want to have a phone. They were so Amish. Yeah, I could watch The Exorcist when I was five years old, but you know, can't talk past seven oh one. Okay. I mean, I I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. It's just that that was the culture, though. I mean, maybe seven's a little extreme. Right. But I feel like at least in my house, it was probably nine. As I got a little older, it was like 10 and whatever. And then there were times my red shirt, Brian and I would do like watch alongs. We almost sort of the early stages where you would be on the phone with someone and watching a TV show. And then when the show was over, then you had to hang up. He would always get like yelled at by his parents after the show at 10 o'clock. But sometimes we'd get, oh, 10.03. They haven't. We're still going. They haven't. (laughs) Well, he lived in a much smaller house than you, so sure, they were right on top of each other. Everything. It would have been. It would have been. You know, if I was living in the the house on, you know, the vacation home, yeah, yeah. <laughs> out on the coast, yeah, of North Dakota. Yeah. We used to North have. Dakota. 
also, I think it, it changed. Like, yeah, when you get older, things relax a little bit. But we, like, my mom would be like, 10 minutes is the limit. You can't be on the phone for longer than 10 minutes. We, Did we've they been have on a this. really bad phone plan or something? Or? <laughs> no, they, this is also days before even call waiting. If your father's out at work and stuff, you know, like we can't, we need to keep the lines free. Don't talk on the phone for more than Yeah, that was a big deal, keeping the lines free. Something I remember could happen John at any minute. It's well, they'll call back, you know. <laughs> John remembers the girl that I dated in the late 90s whose brother was a total asshole. All this guy was the biggest dickhead, and he would just be like, get off the phone! Like, he would was, just pick up the phone and There was one time you and I were talking on the phone like so this is how like years ago but you know i wow. can't remember gross if, if i was at the previous place or the place where red shirt brian took the dump and i had to you know sleep out front <laughs> it had to be at the last place we lived at because right she picked up the phone and was about to do the thing my father did which is you know dial but then i yelled the portnoy but I'm using the phone, and, you know, she, the and, phone. and she, she got really upset. She thought I was like really mad, you know. Oh. When really I was just making fun of this jerk off. But he was just like he was like, a, an awful person. Yeah, he just he had severe anger issues. Yeah. But he was never not angry. That was the thing. Yeah. Like I, I never knew him to just be a normal, just like calm person. Literally, he was in a constant state of anger. He's probably bipolar or something. Probably. I mean, yeah, you go back now and you wonder what some of these things now and and whatever, but whatever it was. I forgot. This this is the the post-show stuff. Yeah, this is the recording. That was the deal back then. There was one phone line in most houses. And if you had a second one, you were like, whoa. Yeah, and no call waiting didn't start. And then like call waiting was kind of revolutionary. Yeah. Hold on. I got to click over. I got to click over. And then he be hello. I'm like, no, it's still me. Okay, hold on. (laughs) It's still me. No, it's still Still me. me. (laughs) Sometimes you would get kind of a hot mic moment and be like, hello. And you'd be like, oh, God, I'm fucking on the phone with fucking Derson and John. They won't shut the fuck up. No, it's still me. It's still us. Still on the podcast. I've done the phone with Dursen and John. They just keep making in jokes that I don't understand. It's been happening since 2008, 2009. I don't know. You'd think I'd know them by now since I've been on the show since 2009. And I even had the post, pre, pre post. (laughs) So there was like time in the 90s where I knew them. Yeah, but I didn't, you know, I don't Our jokes go back to the 80s. I was I was getting I was getting yelled at for watching Hogan's Heroes. Those two are down the street, playing telephone across the street with two cans and the uh, you know some wire, having jokes all day. Yeah, we wouldn't really talk on the phone that much. I don't. We just be like, all right, you want to go for a walk, and then we would. Just yeah, go we out. Had old people. We just walked around the neighborhood the whole time. Yeah, it's, I wish I was still like that. I wish I still enjoyed walking, but now that I'm old, I hate moving. Yeah, I mean, I, I, if we were ever if we lived near each other, I feel like we probably yeah. well. Even when I when I first moved here, and you come hang out, a girl you want, yeah, yeah, you, know. you had like a route, yeah, because I don't, I just live on a, a dead end, so I have yeah. to go someplace else to walk. I feel like I should just buy a house near you. Now we well, they're building them all over the place, so come on down. Are they how cheap are they? I need. I don't know. I haven't looked because I already have a house. So <laughs> need to. You don't need to look for another one. Oh, you already, already got this I one. See. Yeah. I don't know if Mrs. Commander would be too into that, but uh, you never. Be a long commute from North Dakota to. Yeah. Right. All right. So let's let's just boil this down here. We've been talking for a while. Good old days were good old days, but the nowadays suck. But not because of. Right versus digital, it, it's more because right. Of it's not a, It's not the technology or anything. In fact, it makes life a lot easier in many ways. Yeah, yeah. in many ways, it makes it a lot worse too because there's a lot more misinformation spread. Yeah, but I mean, you have to be smart enough to 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 be able to just. I mean, if you're not smart, that's a problem. That's the problem. The problem is the people, not the yeah. not the technology. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you sure. concur, Doctor Inferno? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Don't have, I don't live a lot of my life in regret. I kind of live in the present. So I like looking back on things and saying things are like a little bit better. I'm like, know more about myself 
person now than I did in the 90s. You know, I don't know. It's just No, you're definitely right there. I think my only re- well, I do live with a lot of regret, but one of my biggest <laughs> regrets is not appreciating it back then. You know what I mean? Like for just not enjoying it in the moment then more, you know, yeah. just that's my biggest regret. I have many, I'm many, 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 many regrets. That shares that personality trait. So, yeah, it doesn't seem to pick up on when things are good until after the fact. Yeah, I, I should. I can recognize generally. I was sort of like Flint Dilly. I, I, like, I related to that where he knew he was having a good time at specific points in his yeah. life. He's, I know that this time right now is a good time. It's not going to last forever. I do feel like this past mm-hmm. Christmas time, I was having one of those, like, I'm, I'm really enjoying myself. Yeah. I definitely had some right pretty, not, but... pretty crappy crises, even in pandemic, but so, but now I feel like pretty good and pretty happy and, and everything, you know, trying different stuff, like doing, doing things for work and stuff like that. But also, I don't know. It's just a weird time, <laughs> you know, whether this is a weird time. Yeah. It's it would be great to, to like go out and just be able to hang like, hang yeah, I mean, I wish I could see you guys. I came across an old podcast. I didn't even remember, but apparently it was before, I think it was before convention and we had a party and we were at Josh's place putting together bags of comic books to give away at our party. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was fun. I don't remember that happening until I came across it. Yeah, I mean, I wish we could do stuff like that again. And so maybe we will. I don't know. Who knows? The only thing that I don't like, honestly, is literally physically getting older because I've never felt as old as I do now and be like, oh, I should really take it slow. And then I kind of look back and it's, oh, I, I could probably have done that x physical thing in my 20s but i definitely couldn't do that now i definitely couldn't hop that fence or whatever you know what i mean i feel i feel like that this past year that i've just totally disintegrated because i had been <laughs> i feel well it happened because i've had all these health problems in the last seven years or so that keep coming up the heart stuff and the other things and dying and yeah. all that shit and then i bounced back in like 2018 2019 like and you I, feel you great know, yeah, it was all oh, because I was, oh my God, this what's going to be like for the rest of my life. I'm going to feel like crap. And then I got back into exercising and eating well. And then the pandemic hit. I couldn't go to the gym anymore. And then my arm got fucked up. And then now my knee is a mess. And I'm like, I can't do anything. You know, I can't do anything. So, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's. And you can't bounce back, you know? Well, it's hard to bounce back the older yeah. you get. That's, that's for sure. But I don't know. I mean, it can happen. You can. It, so yeah, happens. I'm hoping that this doctor's going to fix this arm this week and uh, get back out there. Yeah, I mean, you may have to do a little home gym shit, but I don't mind doing home gym. Yeah. I was like, I've got we've now we have a gent. I mean, Mrs. Elder, <laughs> where do you live again? Cape Cod, North Dakota, <laughs> South Carolina. But she bought uh, a weight bench, so we've got nice. weights, we've got exercise bikes. You know, exercise bike, we don't have more than one, but we have a whole set of weights, we've got a weight bench, we've got a bike. I, I don't really need anything else. You know, we've got the, the go. essentials. You got it. Uh, now we'll I just got to, the, the thing, like whenever I'm doing something and she hears me struggling, cause this gets real bad, this pain in my, uh, like it radiates up my entire arm and she'll hear me going, ah, and she's like, do you need a hand? I'm like, I need an arm. Well, we'll get back there. And in 10 years from, or 15 years from now, we'll be like, Oh, remember that, that boy, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God, don't say that. But yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, oh, did you say none of us or one of us? One of us. <laughs> you said one of us got COVID and done. I'm like, oh. yeah. yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll be able to look back and just like we do look back on the 80s and 90s and, and you know, just with <laughs> fun nostalgia kind of, but not, you know, fun. I just fun. I think that's the word you said it earlier. I'm going back to it. It's, it's, Sort of, I'm now, I mean, I've always been sort of an 80s, I've always reminisced about that time, but I'm starting to go back now to the 90s and seeing that there was a lot of good stuff then that I enjoyed. Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually a pretty funny reflection on this whole thing is the WandaVision because it reminds you of, of, of I, when I was in the 80s, I watched a ton of Brady Bunch 
you know, and then like I grew up on all those other sitcoms and then, you know, just kind of reminding uh, us of time passing with that show. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good, something I never even thought about with WandaVision. Like, yeah, it is kind of a nice, basically what we've been talking about in a way. It's, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, yeah, just have fun with it, I guess, right? And in the short term, I I think that I won't feel as old and worn out when it's actually just a little bit nicer outside. (laughs) Get some sunlight or something. Uh, (laughs) Because this Uh, winter is always crippling. It is. But uh, spring is coming. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, everything sucks. You can use this time to do something interesting or try something new, which I keep telling you. Split screen video. Yeah. You can even learn how to make a split screen video where you talk to yourself and talk about James Bond. James Bond, right. Start an OnlyFans. Yeah, I li- I actually went and looked up how much OnlyFans make. And a good one only makes like a couple hundred bucks. So you might as well just open I mean, no, you have to be a porn pop- star to make. Yeah. Red bubble. <laughs> I mean, Red yeah, fans. Well, that, that's a good segue, right? Check us out on T Public. Check Red you bubble. out. Check John out. Check John out too. Yeah, yeah. We got stuff. Check Clay, you got your I think this is great uh, stuff coming along. You're on Substack. I think this is great.com. Got some podcasts by the time you see this. I'm doing actually, uh, it's now February. I don't know when you'll hear this. Now. uh, If you go over to my podcast over there, I'm celebrating Black History Month and I'm interviewing a bunch of Black creators. Oh, that's very well. Very well. Celebrate it all the time. Very well. Check, you know, John's stuff over on Comics Express or whatever that free thing is. It's on anything. I'm like, my stuff's on Comicsology. It's on Viz.com. It's on that other thing. It's everywhere. It's hey, everywhere boy. you can get your manga and yeah. comics from the mid to late 2000s. Oh, very well. You can get it in Walmart in Florida. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. We'll oh, talk well. to you guys later. Thanks to you, this is your host, John Hunt, signing off. It's it's a pleasure to be with you. That's the thing they say. <laughs> oh, Clay, Clay, would you like to come back and join us for another episode? Sure, I'll do it for another 20 years, I guess. All right, so, perfect. Well, I'm going to say 20 know. bucks. Like, well, we're not paying you. I don't have that sweet OnlyFans money to pay. <laughs>